welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What up, what up, what up? It is time for the Comic Zone Podcast. And I'm my awkward self, Bill. We got Nike in the house. And uh, Mike on the phone. It's uh, What's it, going on, guys? Good, good. We got a lot of cool stuff happening. happening. Oh, yeah. We got Comic-Con. It's in a couple days here. And then next week, Wyoming PopCon. We're going to be at both of them. So swing by if you're in the Casper area. Say hello. And, uh, yep, we'll be at a booth recording, uh, so stop in and sit down with us and talk. Heck yeah. So, we are talking The Flash, or as I like to say, the new Batman, Batman. movie that unfortunately <laughs> stars Ezra Miller. Facts. And uh, we're going to get into spoilers eventually, but uh, the first part we're going to try and keep spoiler free mm-hmm. until you hear that, that lovely sound, sound effect. <laughs> So let's start off, and um, who wants to go with just first impressions? Who wants to start it off? Because we've got, I think we have a various opinion of a lot of different aspects of things that we liked, I'm loathed. Curious to, I'm curious to hear what Sean thought on a scale of 1 to 10. You know what? Um, I'm going to give it really high marks, actually. I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to go as far as saying... Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. There's a re- my reason for the high marks. For one, I think all the acting was great. The, uh, let's put this out there. Forget what's going on with Ezra, Ezra Miller's personal life. I think he did an excellent job of portraying both Barrys. Um, I think the storyline was really good on this one. One of the things that I liked was that it's very much based on the Flashpoint Paradox which was a very big deal in the DC comic book universe. I need to read that one. Yes, you, and I own it. I will loan it to but you. But you can watch the animated movie, too. Fact, it's yeah. very good. I've, I've heard a lot of... Yeah, I've got both. loves that, too. Um, but the one thing I'll say is they changed a lot of things, but it worked for the film. And because they changed it, that means if, you've, if you're familiar with Flashpoint Paradox... You're going to know something's is going to happen, but there were a whole lot of things that they changed that fit in the storyline that made it so. One of the things that I think they don't do enough in comic book films where you didn't know what was going to happen, and 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 I like that. Like I said, if you're familiar with the storyline, yeah, there's going to be some things you're definitely you're going to know are going to happen, but there's enough different in this film where I think if you are a DC fan, you definitely want to watch it. I don't have as high a praise of it. Um, if I had to give it a number, I would probably say like a five. Whoa, that's way low. Yeah, the CGI was incredibly bad. Some um, of it. I would agree with a lot of it, like with the baby stuff. A lot of it was so bad. Like, it was just like, this is fucking, it looks like, uh, you know, Scorpion King back in the day. Yeah. How bad the rock looked. I mean, that's what it reminded me of. I would agree, Um, especially early on. You know, and the story wasn't bad. I I will give it that the story was pretty solid. And like you said, I mean, it it mirrors or is reminiscent of the Flashpoint Paradox. Um, I enjoyed Michael Keaton in there. I mean, 
He was baller. But I mean, just I, I wish he would have been like old, like hairbag more. Yeah, hairbag fighting Batman. That would have been bad because he's kind of that looks like the um uh the dark no the White Knight series that's out now. Mm-hmm. There's an old Batman, and it kind of almost looks like that. So yeah, I just. And also, I know you said, like, forget, you know, Ezra Miller's, like, whatever. But, I mean, he's supposed to be likable in this movie, right? You're supposed to like Barry Allen. Right. One of them. He makes it very, he makes it very hard to like him at all. Are you saying, are you saying because of what you know what's going on in his real life? Yes. Yes. That that really kind of, I didn't think it would ruin it for me as much as it did, but I mean... Just knowing what a piece of shit he is, and then he's supposed to be likable and funny. I just can't. I couldn't bridge that gap. I get it. A lot of people and, can't. Uh, you know what I mean? A lot of people can't. So I like remember I ran into one of my homegirls as we were leaving, and I think she was a uh, Spider Man, and she said she wouldn't go see it. Period. Just because he was in it. Chelsea said the same thing. Chelsea, Chelsea said, you know, and I, I think that's a very important point to kind of, and I I almost think that. That impacted his acting ability because this is all this movie had to overcome so much to even happen. Mm-hmm. Change of directors, writers, Ezra Miller's legal shit, as, as well as COVID and lockdowns. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. so you know, much that it had to overcome. And I think that played a huge toll on his acting. And I think he was kind of the weakest point, oh, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, and what you know, a big part of what you know. I think if this movie came out, uh, you know, a long time ago, I would have loved it more. Right. But also what kills it for me, too, is that I know it doesn't go anywhere after this. Like, they're revamping the universe. Like, it's not going anywhere. So it kind of feels like, you know, like, okay, cool. Like, big deal, though, because we're not doing anything with it. Just like Like the same old... Same old fucking shit that DC does is like they can't just fucking get behind something if it if it does anywhere the first sign of trouble they just abandon ship with point, all though. their shit and that drives me nuts. Well, I'll put it to you like this: I'm starting to wonder how much they're really going to reboot. Like I know a lot of stuff is. I think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be as drastic as we were thinking. I think it's going to be kind of like what they did with Transformers. There's going to be like some soft rebooting and yeah. some multiverse stuff, but I don't really think like I'm pretty sure we're going to we're going to have to get a new Batman and we'll probably get uh, a new well, we Aquaman. Have a new Batman. Yeah. They, could, they have many Batman to choose from Facts. before we get into too many spoilers. Yeah. But it, it, I forgot where I was going to go. Squirrel. I, 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 I'd I be shocked if they all out start from scratch again. You know what I mean? And he's got to keep but some surprises. It's like you said, they might pick and choose what they like and what they want to keep and then just kind of... And I think there's a, a, you know, a, a certain point where they need to keep some surprises. And I think James Gunn knows that. Mm-hmm. And even if he he's like taking everything away, but then he's going to put it back when he feels like it. He's like, he's very... Holding his cards very close and playing it tight knit, so and and, it, and it's in good hands with James Gunn. I mean, we all trust him as far as seeing what he did with Guardians and yes and no. So I think uh, why? Well, what do you mean? I, I like I like that grittiness and losing that edge and that darkness, and especially in some of these 
you know, villains for DC. But who's to say that'll happen? Like, no, that's mean, my concern. Like, um, you know, they're like the Joker has very easily written in comedic elements, you know, just like, you know, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to kind of keep that balance and not being too just music video. I think, I think, I guess that would be my problem. It's, it's his greatest, you know, it's his greatest strength and also a little bit of his weakness that it's too much of just a music video and not enough substance as far as the writing and actually thing. Now, but with a great assault, that's my concern. And I think sometimes he, he nails it out of the park. And then sometimes to me, it just feels like, a little bit of filler. Well, this brings me to a question that I want to ask both of you. And Mike, I think I know your answer, but uh, with seeing what he did with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, what does that, how does that affect your thoughts of what's coming next? What he's going to do for DC and next? That's why I have confidence in it. And that, because both of those are excellent. They, they were good, but it's like, how much, how long can you be funny? And as far as a writing and a challenge, as far as a show... If it's just funny and about the the sketch, how long can it stay fresh and stay relevant? And I, it's a very uh, hard I thing to do. I, I you know, know what I see? Like you have very high marks for Peacemaker, and I thought it was good, but I'm I'm only giving it a seven because basically what Bill just said. I think there was a little bit too much of the comedy aspects that were over the top which they 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 work for that character but I do have a fear that he's going to do that with too much of the universe as a whole but and, but also he's not going to direct every single movie so I mean and, he will and you know what I mean so you don't have to worry about the, that and everything that's true and I would love to see and I want to say this for the record out loud and I would love to say it to his face I would love to see him do Lobo I think he would yeah, nail he would kill that. that he would kill that you know, I mean, because he would know, I think he would play it true enough to the comic and, and get that comedic, that complete narcissist fucking asshole that you love and adore, at least some love and adore. Most, yeah. Everybody that likes Lobo. That's or or loathe and be like... Most people love Lobo. Yeah. Nah. He's the Deadpool of DC. Was but he, more like Wolverine. Kinda, yeah, I wasn't he a Wolverine kinda, parody? Yeah, he's a Wolverine parody. Like, they did that to make a Deadpool, you know what I mean? Because Deadpool was a parody of... Deathstroke, you know what I mean, and and DC did that on purpose with making him a parody of Logan and going way over the top with him. I like him. I was oh, I watching, do. Uh, when I was waiting for you guys to call, mm-hmm. I was flipping through TikTok and I saw there's this new animated movie that's out. Um, I think it's a younger Superman, and then he's got a bounty on his head. Doesn't even know he's a Kryptonian. Oh yeah, I own that movie. That one came out last uh, year. Uh, it looks pretty good. And then, so, I mean, and I liked the way they went with Lobo in, in that movie for sure. Whoever they got to voice act that. Yeah. And uh, you, and it. you, we didn't even know Lobo was going to be in that film. So see that your TikTok blew that one for you, which I guess it's fine. That movie's yeah. almost a year old. But when, when I purchased that film... What that, movie that, is it? I can't remember what it's called. It's the that was like the reboot. Like the last thing they did for the animated films was they brought the new fifty two to an end, which was how they ended the Flashpoint paradox and everything where it was connected. Because there had been like ten years of DC movies with the same voice actors and the continuation of the story, and they ended it with Flash fixing the universe. And that Superman film was a reboot to their animated stuff. 
So now everything is completely new. They've got a completely different voice cast. And I will say that film was better than I thought. I don't think it was as good as what came before, but it was way better than I thought it was going to be. So let's circle back to the new Flash movie. So what are some other first impressions or what are the things that you didn't like? Is there any? I, I will agree with Mike. I didn't like some of the uh, uh, excuse me CGI, but I let it ride for one main reason. Like that, that scene with the babies at the beginning, that looks so fake. Yeah, especially the babies, and understand why you can't put babies in dangerous it, situations. It would it would be too 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 triggering. Yeah, but well, the reason I let I let it ride after that was because I was so impressed with how they did the two berries. I've seen where they use the same actor, you know what I mean, and they and they they superimpose the face. That was probably some of the best I have ever seen of using the it same. Did, that, I'll give you that. It did look good. Uh, and the way Seamless. that he, his acting, yeah. his acting with himself was very good. It yeah. did seem like there were two of him. And, and I guarantee they probably spent, that's probably why some of this other CGI looked weak. Cause they really went all in. Like there was, I think it could have, as far as total production, it was relatively streamlined. And I, I think it was smart and also, kind of cheap at the same time because like a lot of the cgi was just him running and kind of this like elbows in front of his face mm -hmm, the throw in yeah and and, and bro uh, and speaking of him running that part where he loses his powers and tries to like uh, he starts running in a circle <laughs> that was one of the best parts shit, dude that shit was fucking hilarious because that, yeah that's what the rest of it because yeah it was a joke at itself he's like i know how ridiculous this looks which brings me to something that I did want to bring up to this. I don't know if I've said it before. I think I did on like some of the earlier podcasts, but uh, I always found it hilarious. This and this is from way back in like Wonder Woman and the original Flash TV show from the '80s days, where the father from the the recent Flash with Grant Garrison or whatever his name is, the original Flash plays his dad. All right, so that came out in the mid '80s, and it was very cheesy. Same way with some of the stuff that was in the original Wonder Woman. It always cracks me up whenever they want to show somebody moving super fast. It's they slow. do it in slow mo. It's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And then everything else, like the foreground is in fast mode, mm -hmm. but they're in slow. Yeah. That's in 40 years they're still using that trope. That's slow motion. Kind of that's where that's where um they killed it in uh, which one was it with that had Quicksilver in it the first time? Oh, the X Men. Oh, uh, no, no. Well, when he's, it, it, I don't really know because he he was because he was in one of the X Men films, well, a couple of the X Men films, but then we had uh, Taylor. What's what's his face in the Avengers? Uh, the one with Age of Ultron. So we we had we've had two different Quicksilvers. Which one are you well, talking the way, about? The, the way um, I'm, tr you know, when he like the one where. It's well. It's the same guy that was in a Wandavision. Okay, that's the X Men one. So not Qu not Quicksilver Quick and not Quicksilver in the Avengers, but on like that's the X Men version. The okay. X Men. Yeah. So the way they did it in those movies, I liked a lot because he still zipped around even when everybody was in slow motion. Right. So he wasn't in slow motion. The background was. Yeah, and that was well done. And I yeah, I always thought that was really great like that even when um the xavier school is exploding you know and he's running around mm -hmm. grabbing everybody yes remember? Yep. yeah that shit's that was really well done and maybe my favorite 
uh, version, like you're saying, or like visual on a speedster. I'd agree with that. Uh, speaking of, uh, and I'm glad, and this is going to go sideways for a hot second. The other guy that played uh, Quicksilver, Pietro Maximoff, in the MCU, uh, today they released, the, or maybe it was yesterday, they released the trailer for Craven the Hunter. And oh, I saw the. Was it legit? I didn't see the trailer. I mean, as far as like it was an official trailer? Me. Yeah. Not some hack? Nah, it's an official trailer. And it's a red band, too. So I think Sony has learned. Um, and this is just be a quick one. I think maybe we should do like a little quick one with the three of us for this later on, but uh, after you've both seen it. But I think this is, I think Sony realized what they did wrong with Morbius and uh, uh-huh. all the mistakes they made with Morbius, some of the ones they made with Venom. It looks like, at least from the trailer, they're do- they did it right with Craven. You know what I mean? So this well, this, here's the thing. This one's great. It's rated it's R. Rated. So that's one. It's a rated R film. And they nailed Miles. Mm-hmm. They, they, so they know well, how to do. I think they've got the right formula. But and especially, they've they've done Spider Man justice for the most part. I mean, I would. Well, check this out. Also, it's very easy to. Craven's a way cooler villain than Mor- Morbius. <laughs> I mean, he's always been really aesthetically cool looking and just a cool character. But I think so the I, fact that I they're doing to fuck that up. But I, I, I think that this shows why a, a lot of the comic book films have been scared to do rated R. And I think Morbius had the potential to be good, but having it, how are you gonna have a vampire <laughs> and there's no blood? And they're no trying to blood. make him an anti-hero. Yeah, it was more of a, they wanted him to be, you know, versus, you know. Uh, you know how bad that movie was. It was I pretty don't bad. even remember any part of it. <laughs> the cringeworthy parts of the dude dancing all weird. Ugh. I don't remember any of that movie. There, there were there were some good parts to it, but yeah, overall the storyline. It started off good, and everything was shit after that. Even the, even you know what I mean. The the post credit scene with Vulture from oh. from the Spider Man film. Like, yeah, I'm glad perfect, I'm glad Michael Keaton redeemed himself in this other one because because that was very disappointing. So I'm glad that I I like Batman. Michael Keaton in this one was one of the best parts for me. Oh yeah. The big part the big part that pissed me off about Morbius is they didn't take the opportunity to bring Blade in and like really do his uh, power Blade's. set correctly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean they missed a huge opportunity. Like, I agree. Fuck. I I agree. That was one of the first things I said when we left the film. Yeah, screwed the fucking pooch big time and remember I was so stoked about that. Yeah. Well, there was trying, they were trying to tie I it into Spider-Man but it all got all fucked up in the schedule. So I think they were trying to tied into something bigger missed the opportunity because they knew they had a shitter movie and then just finally said uh here you go that could that part could have been a very small part of the movie you just make sure that because didn't he bite blade's mother no but shoulda woulda coulda it doesn't matter it's it's he bit blade because blade really didn't have any powers in the comic book okay they re- like, they retro have- they retroactively after the success of Wesley Snipes movies they went back cuz he wasn't a vampire you know what i mean his only power was that he was immune to vampire bites because a vampire bit his mother when he was pregnant the whole reason he got powers was because morbius bit him later on in life and marvel yeah, yeah. comics did that you know what i mean to to make the comic book and, and they should have they should have done that they, that would have been a good way to introduce blade you don't have to show him Right. The entire movie. Yeah. You but just I, make that 
a small part of the movie. But I think the reason it didn't happen, because that's when uh, Sony and Disney were beefing over Spider-Man shit. So let alone get any other MCU characters, if they couldn't even get a, like, at that point in time, when Mobius was, when they were shooting Morbius, we didn't know if we were going to get any more Spider-Man in the MCU. So between COVID... Venom- Huh? Wasn't Venom already like in the MCU at that point? We'd seen him before in- that because of Venom too. Yeah, home. but like I said, was the beef before Far From Home, or was that after? I can't remember the timeline. Yeah, it was Morbius after Far From Home? It was around the same time. It was after Venom too. But Hold I don't. On, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look <laughs> it up. Keep going while I do. Yeah, well, let's get back on the Flash where you're looking that up. <laughs> I mean, in the the when he was in the the time travel little bubbles, mm-hmm. everything looked very the, the, the CGI looked Shitty. really cheap. But they said in an interview that was done on purpose that they wanted it to look this like surreal cartoon or, or like I thought it looked like a PlayStation PlayStation Two video game. That sounds like a fucking cop out to me. They're like, this looks like shit. We need an excuse. I th- I think they ran out of money. And they ran out of time for CGI and they did a couple things. I started saying this earlier that one that they reused a lot of stuff that you reusing the stuff from the Superman movie saved them a lot of money because mm. they had a lot okay. of stuff already spent, ready to go loaded plus that. And then, you know, repurposing other thing, every sh- action shot or a lot of them was just, you could tell it was just green screen. Mm-hmm. The background was very m- minimal. There wasn't much going on other than a few ships here or there. Yep. They trimmed down the budget a lot to keep things going, to keep the film alive. And I think at a certain point in time, they're like, we just need to get this thing done and, and kind of throw okay. it out there. And so far, they're making money with it. And as far as Hollywood goes, it's on the right track. Yeah, if it's going naturally. Uh, right. we'll, All right, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, came out in 2021. Morbius came out a year later. So that means Venom was technically a part of the MCU, but at that point. He, no, no, not until Venom 2. It wasn't until no, Venom. No, it was at the, in Far From Home. You saw oh, Venom that's right. at the end of the movie in, in that. You remember he's at the Tiki Bar? Or yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right at that point. But at the end of Venom 2, it kind of they re they doubled back on what they did because the post credit scene in Venom Two pretty much put him back in Sony's hands. Like they, well, he went back to his timeline. He left a piece of the symbiote behind. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is like these villain films that Sony's doing. They were trying to build up to a Sinister Six. Yep. Sinister Six. So all I'm saying is like using. Morbius as a, you know, a, a intro for Blade, which shouldn't have been that far off. I mean, he doesn't have anything to do with Spider-Man, but it would have been a nice little Easter egg and a nice setup for the Blade things coming up. It would have you know been, but considering that they've put Blade on the back burner, and that's still a Disney property, why all the Spider-Man characters still belong to Sony, I think that would have been a little bit harder than we are giving him credit for. You know what I mean? But, I would have like liked building, to have seen it. But, but that's like building, it's like building bridges, you know? You, you, we give you Spider-Man, we'll, and then uh, we'll, and then Disney gives the care. You know what I mean? It just like, 
I wanted to see it, but trust me, I wanted to see it as much as you. But I also understand why it didn't happen. I don't agree with why, but I understand why. Yeah, I got you. All right, so we might as well anyway. get into the spoilers now because I think we already yeah, kind of gave one. On <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, this Batman, isn't really a, oh, bro, this isn't really a spoiler. Superman, but... Batman, Superman, everywhere. I don't, this isn't really a spoiler, but Kara. Right. I thought she was one of the very best parts of that movie. Whoever that chick is that was playing her killed it. She's fucking sexy as fuck. Yes, she is. In that suit. So why why the suits all have to give everybody like wedgies and Melvins? I mean, it's like, (laughs) what was up with that? I mean, everybody had this inflamed cod piece or just like, there you go. I hated hated Flash's suit. Oh, it looked so fucking stupid. See, I liked it. I fucking hated it. It looked like a... A, a cosplay suit that somebody I don't know I didn't like it I liked they it better been. than the one he had in Justice League I don't know I thought the Justice League one was better see that one looked more it, armor it, and I didn't it, like that it looked like armor you know what I mean the, the new one looks like armor it looks like a Power Rangers suit you might want to go back and look at the one from Justice League again that one looked like a Power Rangers suit it was kind of chunky yeah okay. it, it was very uh-huh. very very Iron Man knockoff, <laughs> you know what I mean? What I did really like about the movie was how it handled the time travel theme. It able it it didn't get too complicated and it still was able to kind of get a little nerdy at the same time. So it was able to kind of create its own ownish culture about it, which I think I would imagine that part they really pulled from the comic. And the whole spaghetti See, thing, talking about the spaghetti is just a kind of just kind of crazy, you know. If you're going to see one of those spoiler-free me- uh, memes, it's going to have a bowl of spaghetti on it. Mm-hmm. I think that was good because it also showed how smart Batman was too, because he broke that down to Flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. That time doesn't go disagree. in a straight line. I'm going to disagree with you guys on the suit in Justice League. I think that looks way fucking better than the one in this new movie. I'm looking at it right now. I think it looks way better. I, I have no weight on the argument either way. Yeah, I get what you're saying about it looking like a Power Ranger suit, though. It does. All right, what'd you think about the 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 spaghetti thing? As far as the with with uh, Michael Keaton, the, expl- the explanation of it. Yeah. I I mean I I do, and, and I like how they were they fired shots at Marvel because they were like, like they were like picking apart Marvel's uh, you know, divergent timeline idea i don't think that was on purpose it might have been i I didn't get that from it they were doing that definitely to back to the future they were disproving the back to the future kind of timeline theory which we've seen before like i think i'm first in like big bang theory Mm -hmm. you know they just that it's not that's not how real time time travel and i think i think the spaghetti metaphor is and it's probably way more accurate to reality uh, than like the way Marvel did it, and that's very they made it as simple as possible so you could understand it easier than the divergent timeline thing. But I like the bullet spaghetti uh, metaphor. Metaphor, I like that. That that actually follows string. Some of the the thoughts around string theory, yeah. so it's based in science. Yeah, loosely. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, as, as much as you can in a comic be. book movie. That's the way it would probably be, too. I mean, 
the essence of time would be so fucking chaotic to us. I mean, it would be, I mean, any kind of description we come up with is always going to be way more simple than what the actual reality is. If there ever is a reality that we could time travel. Time is our perception. That's the problem as far as something to travel through. It's how we perceive our lives and our days and our time, our trips around the earth versus, you know, something that's tangible like a river. All right. But also time can be affected uh, by gravity and shit. You can see time and space warp. Again, by perspective of, of the person. No, but actually, if you're traveling at the speed of light, like you leave Earth and you travel at the speed of light for a year, you come back, everybody's going to be gone. Or intense, be the same intense moments within athletes, you know, when they're in the, in the zone, that time slows down. And when we see them, it's just effortless, but there's so much energy and just training behind those motions. You know, or whether when you're that's, doing something... Or when you're doing something fun, time flies. And then when you're doing something you don't want to do, it takes fucking forever to... I'll take it to... Depression slows things down like a quagmire. Uh, Like you were saying, like with athletes, this is more... It's similar, but as like a performer. So like when I'm on stage and rapping, uh, especially when I'm somewhere where I have to perform a song that I haven't done a radio version for, and I have to, you know, think ahead to make sure I edit out swear words or, you know, sex metaphors and things like that. So while I'm rapping currently to the beat, I'm thinking four bars ahead. All right. When I get to this point, say this word. So you don't say this word. And then when your brain catches up, like, I really like how you said that. Cause I, I, I tell people that all the time. I was like, you would not believe how many times I ended up having to freestyle a song because I was trying not to curse once I got there. And then I forgot where I was. You what know what I mean? Are you doing where you don't need, you can't cuss. Uh, there's been like if you know it's different if you're if you're like at the event center a lot more than you think yeah. motherfucker yeah <laughs> like if you're at the if you're at the event center and their kids there their parents brought them to a show they're gonna know that you know you might like if you if you take your kids to see Snoop at the event center Snoop's got not gonna edit it so if you took the time like same thing if you took your kids to see Deadpool you knew ahead of time it's gonna be an R rated movie you know what I mean so there's and it warned you within the first two minutes yeah now right. Uh, there have been times where there have been like little shit like uh, BET came to Casper looking for f- rappers uh, to do a show and it was in the middle of the mall. So at that case, I couldn't curse oh, in the I middle got, of. Yeah, I, I got you. You know what I mean? You can't just be throwing out shits and bucks. Exactly. I probably would anyway and just like get shut. You know what I mean? But see, I didn't want to do that because I wanted to win. Because so. I'm a motherfucking re- rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, bitches and hoes, they cut my fucking microphone. Bill wants to do that most it, of the time. Like, <laughs> what was that you said? Hold on, uh, what? I, I, think, I, think, I think I lost you there. <laughs> no, sorry, there you go. <laughs> uh, um, I, I want to bring I, up your point to... Not, uh, what? Oh, I was just going to say, I did not... And I, by the end of this, I might raise my, you know, score because we do our, you know, our initial... Right grid on it and then after the conversation sometimes it can change i got a feeling my opinion will go up slightly of the movie i maybe i didn't hate it as much as i wanted or not wanted to didn't hate it as much as i thought mm-hmm. i mean a big thing for me was just how bad that cgi was and i'd call bullshit on there oh that was on purpose it was on purpose 
That sounds fucking like lies to me. I think you're just coming up with an excuse to cover your ass on not having a budget. And it, I completely understand them having less of a budget and because they were filming this movie during COVID, right? It yeah. was done. Like they had to do a lot of reshoots. Plus okay. they, they went so, through a director change. So like think of the difference between the original Justice League film that came out in the theaters and then the one that came out, what, like a year and a half later when they did the Snyder Cut. They're not even the same film. Right. R yeah, remotely. I mean, so the Snyder Cut is so good, though. It is. But, that, but, longer the, fuck, but that's but what I'm good. saying. You know what I mean? Whenever you have to go through a director change and you've been sitting on stuff and, and not to mention... People age, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we're we we're actual people. This isn't, you know what I mean? So they've got to do that de-aging and all kind of other effects. Like I understand, I'm not giving them, you know, carte blanche to, you know, to make excuses for why shit was done cheaply. But I, you know what I mean? Like COVID is something that we have never gone through before as a country, not even as a country, as a planet. So that affected yeah. so much. Slowed everything down and... Yeah, so still, I mean, I it's would still affecting the economy. If they were like, yeah, I mean, sorry about the shitty CGI, but we did the best we could at the time. Yeah, they're like, not going to do like that. If, <laughs> but I mean, but that I would respect that way more. I yeah, I agree. I, you don't just go, oh, that was on purpose. We're trying to like shut the fuck up. No, you were not. <laughs> well, yeah, not I, it, to... it, no, it was on purpose, but not for the reasons they said it was. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, it was on purpose because. We spent so much fucking money already. We wanted to see what we can get back. And yeah, uh, all in, this is all we got. Fuck y'all. No, I mean, not fuck y'all, yeah. but they they still, I bet they still wanted to put out the best they could. And that was the best they could do. Well, if they keep anything from this movie, I hope it's the girl playing super, super girl. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Hold on. Because uh, this was a point I was going to make before we were going to go any further. For one... Uh, much like uh, Henry Cavill was the first English actor to ever play Superman, it's always been an American. She's the first uh, Latin American to ever play uh, Car Zor-El, a.k.a. Supergirl. It's always been a white person, so... That's well, one. I think she's. I think she killed it. She, she did. did. But she was definitely one of the best parts. Now, as from what you said, as of right now, shit could change. But as of right now, th there is already a Supergirl movie in the works, and she is starring in it. That's already. It's. Uh, it's it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, it's already established on IMDb, and also she's a new actress too. Uh, when I looked her up, she's only been in like two things: uh, soap opera and some. I think it was a Latin movie that you know. Didn't really get too much American push, so this well, is I like thought, her... I thought she was really good. I she mean, was, I and she's she'd beautiful. Been in more movies, but no, she's she's fairly young too. So I like get I'm 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 all about get them while they're young, and you know what I mean. Make a star out of them instead of finding somebody that already is a star. You know what I mean. I that they definitely and get props fucking, for that. And she wore the fuck out of that suit, like my god. Uh, they said Henry Cavill That's actually like gave her props for that too. That was the fucking uh, one of the first things me and you said when we came out. We were like, "Damn!" Oh yeah. And like, of course, like me and you were like, "Yeah, did you see that?" Like, she was looking <laughs> real good. She was. Um, I'd also like to point out she's one of the things that is the same in Flashpoint. Uh, the super, the Supergirl, like when they were looking for Superman, 
it come to find out it was Supergirl. So that was one of the I th- things. I thought it was. I thought it was Superman in the animated movie. They just found a. It was the same situation, but it was uh, just a skinny Superman. Oh yeah, it you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then once the sun but, hit him, so yeah. that's what we're talking about. Like elements. Yes. Of Flashpoint were there. Them redoing. So when Flash went back during Flashpoint, the universe he came out in. It was Thomas Wayne. Yes. So that was that was the Batman, but they did recreate the experiment. They did all that shit. I mean, all the there was a lot of stuff that they did hit on. Yeah. They just changed it. Yep. Uh, um, yo, to an, go ahead, sorry. No, you go ahead. Uh I was uh Bill had stepped away for a second, and since he hasn't seen it, I wanted to definitely run that one back real quick. So rewind. Yeah, so uh in Flashpoint Paradox, it was Superman, uh, but that was all skinny and be, like they had been, you know, keeping him in a red sun room so he wouldn't have his powers. And then as soon as they took him outside, of course, he got his powers back. Uh, so I like that they changed it from Kara uh, in from, you know, actually being Superman. But one of the other things they changed was uh, we got a, a previous Batman in Michael Keaton. In the comic and in the cartoon, it was Thomas Bruce, Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Bruce, Bruce. Yeah, and also so during in Flashpoint, it was Thomas Wayne that helped him. And I've picked up on the tale of that story. Yeah, because yeah. uh, his mother ended up out. ended up being. Uh, they never flat out said it, but it was very hinted that Martha Wayne was the Joker. They, well, they eventually no, flushed that out. Oh, did they? I, I think so. I could be wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't hinted at. They full on said, like, uh, d- when Bruce was killed in that universe. But I think it's a, I think that's in a later story. So that's it like is. after Flashpoint. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's, a, she, it's she like the next, the following the series. Joker. Yeah, but they definitely hinted at it in the cartoon and in the in the actual comic. And also Thomas. Uh, killed too so his batman carried around yeah, a gun he carried guns like the punisher yeah but i like how they did that like this this is one of the changes that i liked instead of it being thomas wayne we got to see an older version of a batman that we know and love uh, oh we saw many I get, why, I get why they would change that they could get thomas if they could get michael keaton for sure but i wouldn't have minded not seeing michael keaton just to see a Thomas Wayne Batman in a movie. But see, but we, yeah, but we still got we got uh, all the different multiverse of Batman that's been in the film, which I thought was a great homage, except for um, even Nicholas Cage as Superman. Yeah, and and then also you know the original uh, Adam West. We saw all these old homages and other different pieces in that. So it's kind of nice to see why I like the multiverse thing, and I think I think it can be you got to tread carefully. But as far as like different aspects of film, I like how they're incorporating those different. So it's it's the the multiverse of film as far as that medium goes. And I think that's a very impressive. And the the um, Nicolas Cage Superman, that was a failed movie. It just never. Yeah, it never happened. Yeah, that was Kevin Smith's Superman. Yeah, he he was was involved with it. It was actually, I think, a well, Tim they Burton. Wanted, they wanted him to direct it, but it never got off the ground. I've seen a bunch of TikTok about it recently, and he was just talking about it. And I think it was yeah, a Tim Burton thing, and he was just joking about that, that they needed to fight a big spider at the end. 
And he, he basically was like, this movie is awful. The script is going nowhere. This is not related to the comic. And it just kind of That's was where ridiculous. Wild, Wild West came from. Do you know that? No, I so didn't. The, the, so if you remember at the end of that movie, what do they fight? A giant robotic spider. That's right. Yeah. For, yeah. The giant uh, robot spider. So they just kind of adapted the story they wanted from that super movie, Superman movie, and put right. it in Wild Wild West. But you know, speaking in uh, from what Bill was talking about, I think this is another one of those films where, like I said, I think a lot of the the new films that we've been seeing, they've learned from Spider Man No Way Home because there was a lot of fan service. We got we got uh, what a lot of people thirty five and older think arguably is the best Batman in Michael Keaton. Uh, we also at the very end, since we've already said the spoilers, I, I, I think that's nostalgia talking. He's not that great of a Batman. You're younger than us, and we—I mean, we can get. No, we, I, dude, don't even, don't even give me that shit, bro. I mean, he's also Beetlejuice. You can't fuck with Beetlejuice. Movies, I think they're Ben Affleck's a way better Batman. I think Ben Affleck's I mean, a better, uh, better Bruce Wayne. I don't think he's a better Batman. He did a good job. Thank you. He did the role. But to say correct. that Michael Keaton's the best, that's just. I think that's just nostalgia. Talking. I disagree. I, you know what I'm saying? But that's but we we've we've gotten to this argument it's, before. It's the Michael Keaton Tim Burton combo, and and as far as him in Gotham, Gotham as a character in the film as the score, and yeah. him in that that there was this perfect union, and I think it's that combo that makes him the best Batman. And I think this movie was able to kind of pull on that. And I think, yeah, I think there was a lot of nostalgia and I have a hard time separating myself from that, but that was very good. Like I said, I loved, like he was just kicking ass and he's just this old moppy guy. You couldn't tell who he was. He's this old guy with his moppy hair, just kicking everybody's ass. His, even, you know, even, even his castle was Wayne Manor was falling apart because yeah. there was no Alfred and he's he all dilapidated. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, it ruins in ruins, and, and they come in and there's it's playing music. Oh, uh, it was uh, oh, what's the song? It was um, twenty five fifty to one, uh, Chicago, I think. Oh, see, I didn't know that. It did. It I recognize the song, but I wouldn't have known who it, it was. It oddly always you reminds know. me of Metallica's one, like the dump, double bass part of the mm -hmm. one, just because it's that. You know what bummed me out is we. I get that Val Kilmer couldn't be in the movie because of obvious reasons, but they could have done. Since we're CGI and everything, and they CGI'd the you know Nicolas Cage Batman or no, Superman, Superman, right? Why 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 not have uh, Val Kilmer's Batman in there? And then also, where the fuck was Christian Bale? Maybe they couldn't afford him or whatever the fuck. Or maybe he didn't want to be part of it. Contracts. Actually, well, right, real quick, twenty five six to four Chicago. If he didn't want to be a part of it, he's a dick. No, that's not it. I this was actually on IMDb. He said he would he would have been willing to have made you know what I mean a cameo, but he had to have uh, uh, what's uh, Nolan Ryan? What's the guy's name that did the trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy? Christopher Nolan. He no. said he would do it yeah. if he had Christopher Nolan's blessing. And I don't think you know Christopher Nolan. He well, didn't say Christopher anything. Nolan, well, I mean, you gotta you know when you have a successful franchise, you don't want to see anybody touching it. You know what I mean? And regardless of that, I mean, this is just a this is just a a nod to it. You I, you know, but I, but I mean, you'll think 
Same way with the dude that wrote Watchmen. He didn't like the movie or the TV show. And he, well, let me rephrase that. He said he'd never watch them. You know what I mean? So a lot of times uh, directors and writers, they get, you know, if it's their work, they don't want to see anybody else mess with it. And I'll and give him this. Crazy. I haven't heard him badmouth it either. So he didn't give his blessing, but he, he wasn't cussing it out like, oh, they're ruining what I did. So, Well, they definitely did not with Watchmen. I mean, that movie's damn near perfect. There's only a few things missing. But you know what I mean? I, like I said, I understand. Like, leave my, like, everybody, see, I, even though I don't think Christian Bale was the best Batman or Bruce Wayne, I will honestly say those are probably the three best Batman so, films. All right. So oh, if yeah, somebody sampled sure. your voice in something, say like you did a freestyle on TikTok and somebody else used it and resampled it, you're, would you be pro or con that? I it would depend. Um on if I got paid for it, you know what I mean? And I think music is a little bit different than film because I, I think art as musical artists, we, we, homage we, we, is easier. Yeah, in music. Exactly. And, but, and that's with hip hop. I think there's a lot less, uh, of that caring, but think about that big thing that happened with the uh, old boy that did, uh, the song with Pharrell and, uh, Marvin Gaye's family ended up suing. You know what I mean? It, it's very, you, you have to be careful when you do those homages. It pits, it pisses some people off. Other people look at it like, oh, thank you. You know, you're bringing back the, so again, I under, I understand. I wouldn't mind, but I'm also not a millionaire like off my music either. I think yeah. it's like you said, it's more about if you're getting paid or not. Well, and are they making money off of it? At all. And there's some that can can be truly promotional, like if they just kind of tag and kind of remix. Mm -hmm. So you're getting shared with that. You know, I think there's a mutual benefit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. If if somebody sampled my voice and they was like, "Oh, what song did that come from?" and then they go back and start downloading my old music, yeah, I'm all for it. But you know, it's not like anybody that if you're a Batman fan, you're gonna watch all the Batman movies. Period. Whether it's you yep. know Christian Nolan, Michael Keaton, Val Kimmer, even as much as we talk shit on uh, George Norton. Clooney's, no, yeah, Ed Norton's Hulk. George uh, Clooney. No, I was just saying who it was. George Clooney's Batman, Batman Returns, or yeah. And spoiler, and spoiler, he was at the very end, and I like that. Uh, yeah. So, so we got to talk about so what you and especially the end credit scenes. What universe is he really in now? I think it's going to be a new one, and so, I think because he's not because he's not in home. Well, check it out, check it out. I have an answer to this, and I've thought about this actually. You have to think about it just like in Spider-Man. Each one of those movies actually like happened in the multiverse, right? But he is at like so. We assumed like when those movies were coming out back in the day, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. And then the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movies, you assume they just recast the character and we're supposed to think that Val Kilmer and George Clooney are the same per like, you know what I mean? Instead, each one of those movies, if you look at it now, just like in Spider-Man, are just a trip through the multiverse. You're seeing different variants or alternate versions of Batman. Uh, so I, I agree with most of that. It's been it's it's been it's been uh, written that Val Kim- that might be why Val Kimmers wasn't in it because his is a continuation of Michael Keaton's. No, I get that. But get but that. yeah, but, but 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 I do understand what you would say. Like I do think that when they did George Clooney's, that yeah, that could be a different universe because nobody ever said those were continuations. Like it's it's right. it's documented that Val Kimmers were a continuation of Michael Keaton's movies, but the ones yeah, with I'm just. 
I, I wouldn't doubt that, like, at the time, they were like, yes, this is a continuation, but they would have never thought that these would all be getting tied together somehow. Well, not you know what I mean? 30, 40 years later. later. You're probably right. Yeah, so you would you could easily just go, yeah, it, it, we thought that before, but now we're just going to say that those each one of those movies are a different universe, just like in Spider-Man. And that's easy peasy, like that I, explains the whole deal. I don't think they need to explain anything. I think at a certain point they no, shouldn't. No, you don't need to explain it. That it, we like, need to be able to put it together and however we fit. Just like leaving an open ending to to a movie or whatever, that it is up to our own imagination to how these things fit together. To fill how in the, the blanks. And... Yeah, how the multiverse truly works and who's what and who's where. And leaving a little bit of mystery, I think, is is essential. Um, not only so you don't have to, you do, so that you first don't have to explain everything because you can't, because it's at a certain point, it's kind of just your imagination. Yeah, it's like comics back in the day. The reason there's lasers coming from his eyes yeah. are because of this. But Spider Man has spider like abilities. I would assume that he's in the Batman and Robin universe at this point. So that leaves it open. So we would possibly be able to see Chris O'Donnell back. We got Aquaman. I mean, that was one a Aquaman. Yeah. That probably wasn't the same one we've seen in like justice league. Well, it definitely and, wasn't remember. No, and it I was. Gotta, Cause they mentioned, they mentioned some of the things that had happened in the past. When, when they were leaving the bar and he was drunk, they mentioned something that happened in Justice League. Yeah, but which... Okay, so that makes it a little weird. That, that not really, not really kind of fucks shit up. Not really, because each day... Like, you can still have similarities amongst universe. Like, one... Uh, oh, yeah, like the spaghetti thing. Yeah. The spaghetti thing. We're forgetting about the spaghetti. There's exactly. Overlap. Yeah. Certain... Mm -hmm. And where did he yep. return? And did... It, maybe it's it is his original timeline, but his original timeline has changed. Because he, he... Yeah, because he yeah, fucked with I something. Like that. I don't like that because they explain that away with the whole spaghetti explanation. But well, no, that is the spaghetti. That, yep. It's not, because it's not like it's not like Back to the Future, though. That's but, what I'm remember? saying. But it does. I mean, it's 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 that part where the Back to the Future actually fits the scenario in like a clock is a broken clock is right twice, twice a, day. a day. Yep. Because you know he he allowed his mother to still die, but he still tampered just not as much because he did something where his he father looked the up. Shelf. Like as soon as they did that, I leaned over to Leslie and was like, "He's not going to be home because he still changed something." Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. it was a much like he like how far did it like we don't know if a day went by or two days or a year you know what I mean but time had gone by where he hadn't even realized he was in a different time zone until he got that call from Batman. See, I thought he was going to be caught on the camera. When he did that, when he looked up, so if Bruce was there, I bet he knows that he he rewound further. He's going to see Barry in the camera looking up and saying, light bulb, this is how I can save my dad. Mm -hmm. So that could be yeah. a part of the next, if they continue in this scene. Well, uh, this is the thing is we don't think, I mean, as far as we know, this is going to be the end of this uh, but we don't know DCMs, the DC whatever. EU, yeah, but we don't know. Like again, that's what we were saying from Jump Street. Like we really don't know what what they're, they're going to keep and what they're mm -hmm. not. Yeah, because we didn't see Cyborg, and I read IMDb. That was just because 
the studio was still pissed for him, you know what I'm saying, out and all of the shit that uh, the other director did, which was fucked up. I, I don't know why they're punishing him. Uh, so, so the ori- the original story, the one the one that we got in Justice League with uh, Josh Snyder, that was how the original cut was going to be. They cut out a whole lot of stuff with uh, Cyborg because Josh Whedon was being a dick. He was being very uh, sexual saying fucked up shit to women, and he said some really racist shit to the kid that plays Cyborg. And that's why his part was majorly cut out of the first film. And then Snyder put it back in for his cut. Because if you remember, the Josh Snyder cut is very Cyborg-centric. Yeah. And his part in 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 the original film is what? He's in it like yeah, twice? Yeah, he was a big part of things. Yeah. So uh, I read, like you know what I mean, on IMDb that the only reason Cyborg wasn't in this film was because the studio still pissed at him for out, out and Josh Whedon, which I think is bullshit. You know what I mean? How are you going to punish the guy for doing the right thing? But yeah, I mean, but that's the way shit works. That's the way the, Hollywood you know, works. Yeah. <laughs> well, politics too. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we have no idea. Like we won't know what's going to happen until we start getting these films, the newer films, from uh James Gunn. And I'm you know what I mean? I'm 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 all in for it. Like I have hope. Cuz the reason I I put this film so high for one, like I said, because it was very reminiscent of the actual Flashpoint, but they did enough new stuff. Like there was some stuff where I could lean over and be like, "Oh, I know what's about to happen." But then there was other things like, "Wow, I have no clue what they're going to do, but I like the way they did it." It wasn't like, "Oh, they changed this and this sucks." It's like, "Oh, this fits the storyline. I like this." So I would say, out of all the DCEU movies, so all of the ones that have come after the Dark Knight trilogy, so from Superman, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, the two Wonder Woman films, the two Aquaman films, the two Shazam films, the one with the rock what's his character's name black Black adam Adam. i would say this flash film is probably and i'm not counting the snyder cut (laughs) because it's its own multiverse as its own that film was dope but i would say out of the dceu films it's the third best i think the first fucking wonder woman was flawless and i think the first fucking aquaman was flawless and this one is well i won't say flawless the best movies so i'd say I'd say Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and then this one in the order of the best DCEU films. I agree with Wonder Woman is that being the best for, for sure. Second and third is a little a little tricky because a lot of them just kind of blur together and there's nothing that really stands out. I understand why an Aquaman is the most profitable. And this is also interesting as far as revenue, as far as like the first week of or whatever they kind of gauge. Mm-hmm. That the first week of ticket sales was not that great. It was later on where it really generated a lot of money for the studios and became the ultimate prize winner as far as revenue goes. And I think that had a lot to do with uh, Jason Momoa's star power with from Game abs. of Thrones. Yeah, he's for in his packs. Aren't you leaving out Suicide Squad and shit though? I mean, I mean that, that movie. I'm is not. I'm not leaving an. I didn't mention them, but I wait a minute. James Guns or James the original Guns. one? I like both of them, but uh, the second one's definitely better. And I like both uh, of them, too. And I, I would put James Gunn in four or five. But I still think, like, I'm just giving mine. These are my opinions and my opinions only. If I'm gauging the DCEU movies by their uh, 
theatrical cuts because a lot of those films that sucked in the theaters when they came out on video with the director's cut and they had 45 minutes more of what you know got left off the table the films were better uh batman versus superman the shit that they cut out of that film they shouldn't have cut out it was shit that made sense to the storyline the director's cut i think is a beautiful film the theatrical cut is garbage uh same way with justice league um, same way with the first Suicide Squad. They cut so much shit out of those films that the theatrical versions suck. The so, director's cuts are good. So do you think that they're trying to fit in too much then? Maybe. So as, as far as the medium goes. No, I think the theatrical versions don't have enough. And that's why they, well, you know, they but seem it, but disjointed. And... They're trying to bite off more than they can, than they can chew. That would be my, is, that's my well, question. That's, I think that's where the Batman Superman movie went wrong. It's like it should have been yeah. just Batman versus Superman. It shouldn't have involved Doomsday. Though that should have been a separate movie altogether. You do the death of Superman all on its own. And yeah, and we and we we talked about that. But you know what I mean? I, I think DC was so scared. I think they were so trying to follow what Marvel was doing and had worked. And the reason that I think Aquaman I think they and one still are with this movie. Yeah, Sorry, no, well, I think this not... I, Wow. I would say, I would say fan service. I think everything that has happened comic book wise since No Way Home is them saying, "Oh, all the stuff that you know, these little touchbacks and these little things." The fan service. There's been a lot of fan service in films from fucking uh, the animated Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the new Transformers film, this Flash film. They have all learned these little ten two second things. Like if we put in four or five of these, those fan services then that makes the film better overall. So, yeah, I think, yeah, they stole that from, from Marvel, but I think they're not trying to follow their playbook anymore. And, you know, I mean, I, I think DC, with the DCEU, even the name, the DC Extended Universe, it's like the Marvel cinema, like everything they were doing where they were trying to copy what was working with Marvel instead of coming up with their own thing and making that work. Right. But, in my opinion. Uh, but... Are they changing anything and doing anything new with just moving James Gunn from Guardians to DC? I think I think that would give them an upper like a that's definitely a boon for them just because then they get an insight from an insider uh, from Marvel um, and one of their most successful directors at that. But you got to think you know I, I, mean? I I I I still wouldn't think that that's a copying Marvel. I think it's they see him as a success because look look at what he did. It wasn't like they gave him Thor or Iron Man or Hulk or Captain America. He took a fairly little known comic book and grabbed different characters and made it successful. Same thing with Peacemaker. Not just successful. Right. He made it one of the biggest franchises and they have. Maybe that's his key recipe or his key strategy, especially we're seeing Blue Beetle. Is one of the first and new that ones. That looks good too. And I've never, I've, I've never heard of that character before. I'm not a big DC, so he's he's Teen Titans. Here, here, here is a little history on that. And when we do an episode on Blue Beetle, my my uh, dad wants to join us. See, he knows a lot about the older comics. And Blue Beetle was from a different um, uh, comic before, yeah, before DC got originally. the rights. Yep, and then they ended up bringing him into their universe later. But, uh, yeah, he's from a completely different uh, a publisher altogether. Yeah, DC did that a lot. 
You know what I mean? There, there was a lot of their not, you know, big five, you know what I mean, that they took from other characters. Because the entire Watchmen came about them it, finding other characters because uh, the dude that wrote... is Static Shock the same? Yes. Static came from Milestone. Mm-hmm. But now he's part of DC, yes? All of Milestone is part of DC, yeah. So Blood Syndicate, Icon and Rocket, uh, Hardware. Yeah, there were four major books at Milestone, and they were... Uh, uh, minority led and they all are part of DC and they have been for 10, 15 well, years. Yeah, Blue Blue Beetle has, I mean, he was a part of the death of Superman. That was in 96. Yeah, and I believe he came over from Atlas Comics, if I remember. I'll have to double check that, but yeah, your dad would know more than me. Batman's <laughs> oh, a yeah, fascist. He, uh, <laughs> that was funny. He was telling me a bunch of shit I didn't know. Um, he is such a huge fan of the older comics, like, uh, so like the spirit and, and he's a really huge fan of doc Savage mm -hmm. and stuff. I think he might have blue beetle might've been from, uh, the same publisher as um, doc Savage or one of those. How old you dad? Roughly. Uh, 60. That would be about right, yeah, because that would that would put him in before we started reading. Like you figure, we got late eighties, uh, well, I'd even go, you know, eighties, nineties. You know, what I mean, that'd put him in at like you know sixties and seventies reading. So, right, it'd definitely be great to have his input. Yeah, it would be really. I mean, he was telling me about it. He always is full of like older information, obviously, but he is a huge. It's it's cool to see it from his perspective because of his, I mean. We all have our perspective on modern comics and stuff, but he will bring up shit that we don't even think of. You know what I mean? Like stuff oh, yeah. that really paved the way. These are like some of the ones that he's really into, like I said, Spirit or Doxa. Like these guys are pre precursors to modern superheroes. This is a era before, you know, what we think of as a superhero now. Right. Well, yeah, that makes sense because like, my mom's like 70-something, and I remember she had a boyfriend when I was uh, like 15, and when he found that I was uh, into comics, he spent like a whole weekend going through like some of my, uh, like where I had started reading, and I remember we would have these conversations, like, you know, uh, whenever they have those little asterisks in the book where they talk about, yo, this took place in such and such and such, like he stopped reading about the time I started reading. So he could tell me like more than just those little, you know, those little footnotes. He'd be like, oh yeah, this, this, this happened in X-Men such and such and such. And it, it, you know what I mean? It was just great, you know, actually having basically a walking encyclopedia from where my information started was where his ended. And it was great. My mom hated it because, <laughs> you know what I mean? We'd go off for hours having these conversations, but you know, at that point I was almost an adult. You know what I mean? It was, it was great to be able to have those conversations. So. It's the same with me and my, my dad. I mean, where, you know, his knowledge starts to fall off when he was, like, getting out of comics is when I was a kid and I was just getting into it. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of the stuff. Like, so we, he, he kind of bridges the gap or takes the timeline back further for me a lot of the time because, I mean, it's really cool. I mean, and I really enjoy that about him. And I do that, I do the same thing with my kids, you know what I mean, especially my oldest, my 21-year-old. It's great when, you know, he hit me up from Texas and prime, prime example, he watched our podcast 
and he's the only person so far I've ever talked to that said they didn't like Across the Spider-Verse. Like, he didn't like it at all. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Uh, we haven't well, gotten into it deep, but... Beth was like, that's, that's what did you think? Meh. But she's not into the animated ones that much anyway. Yeah. My son loved the first one, so the fact that he didn't like this one shocked me. So. Maybe yeah, it was more about Spider-Gwen. I, I thought the... it was a better movie. I did too. The first one. And it's hard to top the first one. I mean, that's a fucking pretty flawless movie. All right, so yo, let's get back on the flash before we all right, before we go too far off. So we got we know that we got all the different Spider-Man. Uh when you were talking about the film thing, there was a when they were doing the Superman, yeah. uh going back to the 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 black and white uh when they showed Christopher Reeve. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. And and the and the chick that played uh Super Supergirl. Girl. I I had to hold back tears on that one cuz that's my generation. My first connection seriously with comic book films, or actually even with comic books, because before I was reading comic books, Christopher Reeve was the first one for me. Like, you know, the Adam West was a little campy. And yeah, I saw those. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed them. But, you know, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, when it was an actual hero or somebody to kind of look up. Uh, same yeah. with me. That was the first one. I there was a stage in my life where I just run ran around with a Superman cape. Yeah, all the time or a towel when I didn't have an yeah. actual cape. Yeah. So yeah. seeing seeing Christopher Reeve that that one that that was that was big for me. And 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 I will if you want to talk about giving it a high mark for that nostalgia, that was another one. You know what I mean? I definitely gave him up for that. Yeah, seeing seeing him was pretty cool. Didn't um, didn't you see the old Adam West Batman in there somewhere? Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was tough to not see like Val Kilmer or, uh, Christian Bale. But you know what? Uh, we, we don't know that they weren't cause there were like, maybe we didn't see them cause they didn't put them on the big screen. There were so many little, like you, you remember how there were a whole bunch of Spider-Men when Miles was running? We didn't see all, like I saw a meme today. Uh, where they said there were 217 Spider-Men in this picture. How come we didn't see one of them in this new Craven uh, thing? Or we didn't see one of them in Morbius. You know what I mean? 217 Spider-Men. And this is in a stopped scene. So a snapshot from the film. They could have done the same thing when they were showing, you know, uh, them going through that timeline thing with the Flash. Maybe they were, but maybe they weren't prominent as much because they didn't pay for them or somebody, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. that that'll be one, you know, I'd like to look forward to when, you know, when, when I see it the second time. So when it comes out on video, because maybe they were there and we just didn't see them. Well, and I kind of feel like they somewhat merged uh, Christian Bale's Batman with Ben Affleck's because the bike that Ben Affleck's riding at the beginning. Of yeah, the when movie, they flew him, dropped him out of the it, jet. It's very reminiscent of the Tumblr bike. Yeah, I can see that. It wasn't the same thing, but it looked a lot like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and honestly, that could have been another one of those uh, budget things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, hey, why don't we go uh, go because because that we would still have the props. Yep, and let's change a little. You know, we can we can. So did they still have the prop? Because it was the set from when they went to Bruce Manor and the, the 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 relic house was the same set. Or I mean, it was very mm -hmm. like the 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 from ninja. Which movie? From the original, um, the 86 Batman. 
nice. And uh, it was the same, and it was his his uh, his Batmobile too. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say that the Batmobile. Uh, that was pretty cool to see the uh, old Batmobile again. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really drive it. Uh, he was mostly in the plane. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably because I would bet they're, they sold most of those. Like, I know Jeff Dunham owns one of them. And, uh, and I think, uh, oh, uh, what's the, the dude that had the late night talk show? Has, a, like, 100 cars. Jay Leno. Oh, Jay, Jay, Leno. Jay Leno has one of them. And then there was the third one. And, and I think, uh, like, uh, one of the TV prop things, you can rent it. In, in LA, you know what I mean? So maybe, you know, they couldn't have him driving it because they, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we rented it for the day so it could be in this scene and it's got to go back, so. And by the way, Jen, Jay Leno has like six warehouses full, full of, of cars. cars. Yeah. <laughs> like monster warehouse. He's got fucking tons of cars. But yeah, Jeff Dunham, uh, like, he bought one of them. comics was expensive. Right. <laughs> collecting well, warehouses of cars. And it's a lot more expensive than comic books because if you don't drive them, T-Pain used to have a bunch of them too. And he said, if you don't drive them, then you have to do all this shit for maintenance on them because they're not being used and it gets expensive. He probably has a collection. He's got people maintaining them. Oh, yeah, when you have Jay Leno money, of course. And he probably has a way to sustain the money to keep it it running, you know. He's got a TV TV show and a YouTube channel that just dedicated his cars. All on its own. Yeah. So he has employees that maintain and take care of his cars and all that shit you know and i'm i'm sure he's buying and selling cars on the regular oh, too and yeah. making money that way mm-hmm. but yeah i follow his youtube channel uh his car his car youtube channel not his tv show one uh because he'll he'll forever so do like he does like night he'll go see people with night rider cars and and dukes of hazard cars and shit like that and you know that's them 80s vehicles that's right up my alley He's so much better in those shows because he is so passionate about cars that, I mean, he's so much different than he was on like the Tonight Show and whatever, you know? Well, that's, whenever, that's anything. It's, whenever you're talking about something that you care about, like us with this, you know? Yeah, it's just so much better. He's way better on doing his own thing. Uh, what, what Have we forgotten anything moot, really moot about the film? As far as just like well, dislikes, I don't or... give... what now? As far as just things we disliked, or well, I think I covered like what I didn't like about the movie. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and and honestly, I think by the end of this, I'll probably end up raising my score to around a. Six point five, maybe a seven. That's yeah, seven. I can see. <laughs> five, yo, because for uh, me to give a movie a five, man, we're talking almost fucking B level films. When we were originally talking, you said three, Mike. Oh, you told you three on yeah, the phone. I, You're I, like, oh, it's a three. Fuck this movie. Damn. Uh, yeah, I was being a hater. I'm but. I'm giving it a it's a seven and a half. I think I didn't say at the beginning, but I I think it was it was entertaining it was fun it was uh, a minor miracle that it actually happened and i think because of all the challenges and even just the yeah the ezra miller stink it seven and a half and i think that's that's being optimistic you know favorable 
And yeah. I think it's actually I mean, on par with Rotten Tomatoes, sadly. But Yeah, it's not the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. But not by any <laughs> means. We we've seen way worse Daredevil. superhero Morbius. shit in our time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like uh, Holly Berry is uh, fucking Catwoman. Yeah, I could. I'm gonna start a fight. Twilight. Ouch! Oh, <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> that was painful. I have to say, I watched every one of them though. So whether I liked oh, it yeah. a lot, they they got my fucking. Well, money. I read all the books, so. There you go. Uh, yeah, one of these days we're gonna have to do one where we're, uh, shit movies that we like, like sh- movies that we know that people should hate. Yeah, so, like like wearing Crocs, the Crocs of movies. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm wearing pleasures. Crocs right now. Right, you call those your guilty pleasure movies? Yeah, yeah. Like I, you shouldn't like it, but you love it for whatever reason. And yeah, I think honestly, my fav- my favorite guilty pleasure movies are the first two Planet of the Apes movies. The original ones with Charleston Heston or the, the remakes? Yes. The originals. Oh, man. It, yeah, those are, yeah, but those are considered... You can't even call those bad films. The, the first one was epic. Yeah, I They're pretty was, fucking cheesy, man. They're pretty cheesy, but I love they, them. Yo, they don't stand the test of time now, but for 23rd... Like, they were... They, like, they won awards for what they did for uh, prosthetics and shit. And I think just the plot and, and the writing itself withstands the test of time that you can even i think you should in the right you know film context or just the the, the craft to science fiction mm-hmm. be able to get past that yeah if well, you're if you're well, a nerd in that area the, when, when people second, say shit movies i'm thinking like talk toxic avenger tank girl <laughs> oh, shit like yeah. that you know what i mean like if you say that you're like most people even if they're not fans of sci-fi, are going to... That's a Charleston Heston film. And like I said, it won awards for fucking prosthetics. UHF, Weird Al. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. But then I get into spoofs. Well, uh, mm. Let's say, they, let's say, let's, yeah, let's, let's we're, we're, we're getting long here. About, we should probably get kind of give our final thoughts. They're so bad that they're good type things. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think we should do that one for one. Um, you know what? I'm going to drop now that I, I see why you went up and I'm glad you went up to a 6.5. Cause I think being five, five was being kind of a uh, overly uh, nitpicky at it. I'm going to drop mine to an eight. You know what I mean? Cause I will say a lot of the reasons I gave it such a high, uh, Mark originally was because there was a lot of nostalgia in it for me. Um, it's, I, 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 it's the best MC DC movie ever. I wouldn't say, but it's, it's, it's still in, it's still in my top five. I was like, he said it was a, a perfect 10. It's the best DC movie ever made. Who said that? I was like, Who said Vi- that? Virus. virus. MC virus. I understand why he said it. <laughs> I don't. I, do I don't too. agree. I understand why I he said too. it. I know why he said it, and he's just gonna. He's just saying that. He don't really. I mean, it's it's again. I think it's just nostalgia talking. I think you know what I mean. Seeing Michael Keaton, you know. But, but I'm, I'm still. Re- it's the same reason why I love uh, uh, a Long Way Home or whatever the fucking latest Spider Man was. Yeah, called. No Way God Home. No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the long same road home. Like. <laughs> I'm still. Get, I I will say I think the storyline alone 
I'm because what I did, I started thinking in my mind. I was like, all right, the CGI sucks, so I'm going to give it a five for the CGI. Then I'm giving it a ten for the story because I really think it is one of the best storylines. It was very well done, but there were also some plot holes here or there, and there were other things that I didn't. So with with my average on everything, I'm gonna, I'm going to take mine down to a solid eight. But I still stick to what I said. It's the third best DCEU movie to me. So moving forward, what do you think the future holds? What are you expecting? What do you like, what do you want to see? What do you what would you what would kill it for you? All of, the, what would predict. kill it for me would be if they started if they went back to doing things like they did with fucking Batman versus Superman and Justice League and trying to do too much and cutting too much out. As long as they do, as long as they keep the storylines decent, good, good, good storylines, even if they start over with the new cast, which I hope they don't do with everything, because uh, I'm still a little upset. As much as I didn't like the first Superman film and as much as I didn't like Batman versus Superman overall, I still think the actors did a great job. I'm upset we're not getting the Ben Affleck Batman movie. I'm upset we're not yeah. getting another Superman Henry Cavill movie. Like I said, I don't blame anything in the DCEU on the actors. I blame it with the writers and the directors. That being said, I'm after seeing this film, I'm very hopeful for the future of DC. Uh I think that's a good way to put it. And like you said, what do you expect in the future? That's a hard one to predict just because of what we've been saying this whole episode. It's like, it's hard to know what they're going to keep, what they're going to get rid of. It's like, so trying to predict or. And, and not even like, like specific plot points, but it's like, I don't want to see another spandex suit or you know or yeah. i don't want to see another batman origin or another superman origin you know what i mean that, that's a good good point unless and there's some unique twist yeah i see you know what i don't have a problem i i've and i've always said this you know what i mean because everybody says tom cruise is a dick i've never met him i don't know that so i yeah, love tom cruise he didn't throw a chair at some <laughs> chick I mean, well, and, that's and that's the thing. Can, He's been like violently towards. And I read a statement where he actually apologized for it and was, you know, saying that it was his he mental health issues. That, he did. He there did was way more. There, that, there was a few. Was, there was a few he, different charges. I was looking at was actually on on, you know, his fish, officially charged. Yeah, he was grooming. He was grooming children. He was fucking like the dude's a pedophile. Like yes, but up. see, yo, but yo, be, you got to be careful throwing those words around. Exactly, because I'm gonna not, say creepazoid happened. He's, he's, cre he's grooming children. Yeah, he was grooming. T it counts as. Here's my issue with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right by any. You start throwing around words without putting the actual facts things behind it. He was 18, and he was. If you want to use the term grooming, which you got to be real careful with that, especially since he hasn't been charged yet. The girls that he was, the I think there was a girl, and the parents let him with her. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like he kidnapped this chick. It was a sixteen-year-old when he was like eighteen. Yes, that's that's bad, but in certain states, that's legal. Legal, it, yeah. whether it was right or not. No, but but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, when you say when you say grooming and you say children, that it, means people are thinking like ten, nine, five, six as an adult. You know what I mean? It does throw things into perspective when it's a 16 year old and an 18 year old, especially if they knew each other before he was legal. Like there, and again, I'm not saying it's right, but you got to be careful without when you're not 
giving context to to things. You know what I mean? And that at a certain point, I'd like to trust the legal system. I know that's a little bit of a joke now that I actually say that out loud. <laughs> that's but, hilarious. But it's at a certain point you got to let things kind of air out, and I would, you know, you know, karma or whatever would hopefully kind of catch up. Yeah. But see, I mean, but, but, but that's like the same thing that's going dangerous on. Dangerous throwing those words around too, because yeah. uh, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, I am very afraid, and I'm, we'll, I'll cut this off because this is another episode too. I am very afraid of what's going to happen to Jonathan Majors. You know what I mean? Especially if yeah, he's innocent. Facts. You know what I mean? Because if it comes out that he's innocent, but he's getting dragged through all this shit, it's not going to matter whether he's innocent or not because his his title will already, have, you know what I mean? His people are already going to have a thought about him. Mm. And there's there's other stuff coming up, but nothing substantial. And it's yeah, it's a lot of hearsay. But it, he he doesn't look very good either. Yeah, you know. And and even if he's found innocent, there's always going to be in the back of certain people's minds. Oh, I'm not going to go watch Avengers, Kang Dynasty because blah blah blah. With Jonathan, he's a Major. woman beater or yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. eh, it's tough. What do you? Yeah. What, what's what's what is the Truth with the capital T these days. Mm -hmm. So let's, get, I mean, let's I jump into I, the orbital ball and, and try and try to figure this all shit out. So eight guess, for guess, eight I, for I flash. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, I, I guess I can agree with what I mean. I, what you're saying. I mean, it, it does make it tough. It's just, I don't know. Me and Chelsea were looking some of the through a lot of. It's a lot more than what we've talked about just now. It is, yeah. There's, a, yeah. He's being charged with a lot, there, accused a, of a, a lot. lot of, there's a lot of stuff. So, and it 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 looks, I mean, really horrible. What did Jonathan Majors get in trouble for, or whatever? Beating was, was up a like girl. We're talking about Jonathan Majors there for a second. No, I got you. But you switched. What? You switched back to Ezra. But yeah, he, right. he's accused of be, beating a woman. Hmm. Well, I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't too. But like I said, even if he's found not guilty, yo, the damage has already been done. Like I've already started to see people calling for a recast, and I'm not about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want a recast. That would suck. Because he is such a good actor, and you know, as much as I disagree with the way Ant Man ended, I loved him in that movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a guy that beat you know how many different avengers throughout the time or timeline and shit and he gets beat by ant-man uh, like i just don't see so but the, that's another conversation yeah another crazy part is the of of the people who've played major villains and things uh kang or i'm sorry uh uh gore is now actually in the the lineup of nice people right christian bale, <laughs> christian bale mm -hmm. as being such a almost kind of method almost psychopathic actor and you, and yeah, we can yeah. also say let's, let's let's bring him back. Yeah, uh, say, same with the uh, dude that played uh, Spider Man. He was known for cussing people out, especially paparazzi. Oh, uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah, Toby. And you know what I mean? See, it, here's my thing with cancel culture. A lot of times, it has a very short lifespan, unless it completely destroys somebody's career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can make it past the first six months, a lot of times they're forgiving or forgetful. You know, and that's why I, I think, think that's what Toby Marvel's Maguire, doing. I think with Tobey Maguire, it has a lot to do with him not having, you know, he just doesn't like putting up with people's bullshit. 
You know what I mean? And he's no longer a, a, an actor that's getting paid on the top salary. Yep, he's not on the A-list anymore. You know, just like, you know, uh, the actor who did you know, Doc Brown from, you know, he, he isn't always in the top of the line. He's not making money, but he's still famous and known for these iconic roles. Mm-hmm. He ain't getting paid for it anymore. You know? Right. But anyways, I think, you know, we're kind of... Running long here, I think we should kind of give our final thoughts about the the Flash here and go see the Flash. That's what I'm saying. Go see it. Decide on yourself. What do you think? I say go well, see and it. And I think and I think it's important to say that for these episodes, we're not trying to convince you one way or the other. We're just kind of giving our opinions. Like anytime we talk about one of these movies, if we're talking about it, it's you know at least worth going and checking out and come and drawing your own conclusions. Uh. But hopefully you aren't listening to this without seeing the movie anyway. So you really should just tell us what you think and tell us where we're fucking wrong in the comments. Ooh, definitely, yeah. Or right. Yeah. Or both right and wrong at the same time. I agree with that. You know, that's uh, and that I'll, and that really helps support us too. If if you've you're listening, you know, rating us, commenting, sharing, all that stuff really helps us grow grow. And thank wherever. you for doing those that have. Thank you and adv- thank you. Wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Yeah. And remember, we will be at, what is it? Comic-Con. Just in like June 24th and June 25th. So from when we release this, it'll be in two days. So you're going to, we're going to try and just blitzkrieg everything. As soon as we get something hot that's happening, Mm -hmm. if we have good internet, we're going to probably just go live, but. And tell, and yo, tell us what you think about, you know what I mean? If you think we've been very wrong on something, it doesn't even have to be the latest. Yo, let us know. Like, yo. We, I watched that or I listened to that one you said, man, were you off? And then tell us why. We, we want that. Exactly. This is a community. We're not the complete experts. We want to kind of be challenged. Definitely. So Yeah, well, for sure. And, it, you know, and we always enjoy, like, hearing people's opinions. Or even if we got, like, a fact wrong and you're like, well, it wasn't like that. Like, it happened. Like, you know what I mean? Because we definitely want to be, like, right about what we're saying too <laughs> and we and i don't know about y'all but i do drink a lot so you know <laughs> cheers cheers well, cheers. That de- depends on the episode <laughs> i've been pretty hammered on these a few times it's not a it's not a whiskey night <laughs> anyway yeah so check us out the comiczone.com everything you need to know twitter facebook TikTok. Yep. Everything is right all, there. All the damn shit. So we Join do a lot. Of- us in the group and share some memes with us and just, you know, it's always fun in there too. And congratulations to Jenna, our newest member, man. She's She's been yeah. sharing some crazy she's shit lately. She's killing it, dude. Yeah. That girl's been killing it. I've, I actually thought about maybe we should get her on the show because she's hilarious. She is. She's a big anime fan too, by the way. You know her? Yeah. All right. Maybe nice. on a future well, episode if you're lucky. Think about getting on the show, maybe. We can make that happen. All right. All Until right. next time, Later. same bat time, same bat channel, and as always, keep it black. Keep it black.